You know, I, I, I do uh, sometimes uh, get into a situation where I, uh, I, I do tend to be the, the guy who preaches when people get sick. Uh, not just here, uh, but in other churches, I get calls, our pastor uh, was in an accident or had a heart problem or something, and, and, and it always seems to coincide with that the Lord has inspired me with a new message. And so I'm at the point now where I'm scared to read the Bible and write a new message because I think a pastor is going to get sick. You know what I'm saying? That maybe I'm causing it. So uh, uh, that's, that's thinking a little too highly of myself, I guess. So anyway, good to see you today. Um, isn't traveling fun during the holidays? Isn't Highway 98 just a blessing? Is anybody just as thrilled to get on 98 as I am, to get in that line of traffic? Now, we have some winter visitors here, and we love you snowbirds very, very much. You keep our economy wonderful. We're thankful for you most of the time. <laughs> but there are so many of you that, 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 that bunch together um, in here. It's, it's not the snowbirds, to be honest with you. It's, I told Teresa this morning, I said, it, we, she'd been asking, what do you want for Christmas? I said, don't need anything. Got everything I need, right? Everything I need. What do you want for Christmas? I came out this morning. I figured it out. I want an air horn, <laughs> a truck air horn, three, maybe two sets of three mounted right on the, when I push, ah, right there. For people who don't know what the green light means. <laughs> For people, you, who will take a selfie at a red light. People, your friends don't need to know you're in traffic, okay? It's Christmas time. You're in traffic. You know what in excelsis deo means? It means gas is on the right. That's what it means, okay? <laughs> I struggle, Pastor, I struggle with that. That's, that's where I... I don't, I don't do good at being a Christian at traffic lights. I, I have a little trick now. What, what I do, Sherry, what I, what I do is I watch the other lane of traffic, and when they're starting to slow down and come to a stop, I pretend to see someone in another car, and I honk and wave. So when that other road is starting to slow down to a stop, I'll go, honk, honk, hey, Bill, honk, honk, just so people will go, Oh, maybe it's going to change. Okay, I'm not, it may be wrong, it may be right. It's what I do. It's what I do, okay? And so you might want to try that too. We'll keep the world moving along faster. I mean, you know, come on, Jesus is coming back. Put the, go, let's move. I got to get to Walmart before he gets here. Let's roll. All right. I'm glad you're here this morning. We can laugh today, amen? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Heavenly Father, speak to us today um, in, a, in a text that we've known for so long. Somehow speak to us and make us more like you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. There's always the pressure on a speaker to speak at Sundays. How many of you have grown up in the church or been in the church for the last, let, let's, say, let's say, 30 years? Anybody been in church for 30 years? Now think about this. If you've been in church for 30 years, you've heard these same Christmas texts delivered 30 years, at least six times in that, 180 times. What could I possibly bring new to the scene. And I'm going to be honest with you. I can't. I can't. 
Let's go into some of those texts, though, today and see if we can find something that maybe we've known and known forever that we need to be re-reminded of that will help us walk in a way that magnifies Jesus Christ. Uh, If you would, turn to one of those texts that you know very well, Luke. You knew we were going to start there. I could have said, where are we going to start? You'd say, you're going to start in Luke, right? Chapter 1, verse 26. If you're in your Bible, it's the New Testament, second book of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, third, third. Uh, Whoops. I thought he was a preacher. Verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Now remember, that's King David, okay? The lineage goes way back, all the way to the lineage of the the connection of David and Bathsheba. Think about that. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. I like the old King James version here. Dave, hail thou who art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou. Right? You remember those texts. Here he says, Do not be afraid, Mary. The angel comes into her room. Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be great and called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Verse 34. Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Stop there for just a second. Lynette, how can this be? Now, now, now we remember at the time, they were waiting for the Messiah. And probably every young girl in the kingdom wondered if she would be the mother. In fact, they hoped for it. They dreamed for it. They prayed for it. Families prayed for it, that there, there, somewhere in their line would come the Messiah. They knew he would be coming. They, they knew that this king would be born. That was the prophecy. The prophecy would be fulfilled. And I love the way Mary responds. How can this be? In a world of, yes! Woo! Superstar! Just for some of you older folks right there, okay. In a world of, ha I knew it was going to be me. In a world of, yes, finally got what I deserve. Here we have, here we have a young lady with Humility. I want to talk to us today about humility. It's kind of hard after the introduction, Sean. <laughs> I, I, I was getting up to speak at a place the other day, and they had gone online, and they had just, you know, and when he was three years old, he, you know, and, and had all this list of stuff, and they said, we're going to read this, and I said, 
can, can you just get up and tell them Mark Wilson is going to speak? That's not my name, by the way. It's Mike Williams. Uh, because there are just times when we really need to realize who we are. Mary, the favored one, was favored because of her humility. How can this be? I'm a virgin. The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And the child will be born, will be holy. And he will be called the Son of God. And now even Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And is in the sixth month, who was barren. Verse 37. For nothing is impossible with God. And I like verse 38. What humility. Then Mary said, Here am I, a servant of the Lord. Let it be unto me, according to your word. In a day of contracts and, oh, hey, I've got some stipulations that I would like. Mary says, yes. The humility of Mary. Turn over, if you would, to Matthew chapter 1. First verse, first book of the New Testament, I hope. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. We see some story of the, from the Joseph side here. Now the birth of the Messiah took place this way when his mother Mary had been engaged. Okay, everybody say the word engaged. We understand what that means. They had not come together. They were still in the... Uh, They were beyond the dating process. There were promises made. There was that promise ring there, you know, all that stuff. They had agreed. But before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Now, got to be honest, I'm sure it was probably a little hard to explain. I'm sure it was a little unbelievable. I'm sure that if today somebody walked up to you and said, I'm pregnant, but uh, it's uh, God's, we would go, wacko. Or we would go, liar. <laughs> because in our world, that doesn't make sense. So now, now understand what is taking place here. Because of the situation, because of the betrothal, more than likely Mary could have received a stoning for what's taking place here. Can you imagine what must have been to be the betrothed? I imagine people were talking about him. I wonder if Joseph knows. Look at this. She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, her husband Joseph, being a righteous man, say righteous man, and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace. I don't know if I would have been that guy. See, because I like to protect my name. I don't know if I could have been that humble. I'm just being honest with you, Marissa. I would have wanted to put up an announcement. Um, hey, it's not mine. I had nothing to do with it. And by the way, I'm not buying this whole bit about yeah, Immaculate Conception. See, they hadn't named a bunch of churches that yet, so it wasn't popular. I'll write that down. I might use that again. 
Seems like nothing else making them laugh today. Uh, but do you understand the concept? Don't lose it in the comedy here, okay? You, you, you see what's happening here. But he chose, it says, he planned to dismiss her privately. I, I got to be honest uh, here. Uh, if I would have been working out the plan, I, I probably would have come to Joseph maybe even before I went to Mary. But God doesn't always do things in our timing. This is why I had humility has to be part of our Christian walk. That's the one point I have today. Where's our humility level? How are we walking humbly before God and before each other? So, so here we have, let's, let's go on from there. But just when he had resolved to do this, the angel of the Lord appeared, appeared to him in a dream. How many have ever been spoken to in dreams? You ever been spoken to in a dream? Yeah. How many have ever had a dream and went, that ain't God? <laughs> How many have had more of those? Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of what I call pepperoni pizza dreams. You ever have those? Man, you give me a good pepperoni pizza about 11, 30, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, man, I can do some serious dreaming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woo! Man, great stuff. Would make a good movie, okay? The Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Verse 22. And all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Verse 23. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Verse 24. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife but had no marital relationships with her until she had born a son. And he, Joseph, named him Jesus. Go over to Matthew chapter 2, if you don't mind. We're just going to get them all today. Matthew chapter 2. We three kings of bearing gifts. There were wise men traveling from the east from Persia. I could take you on a little tour of why they were coming from Persia and who they were and what their religious faith background was. Interesting. Traveling from the east, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Now, now these kings, these wise men, were respected men. We talk about the three kings, but let's just be honest. They probably had an entourage with them. Because back then at the time, if you were traveling with gold and frankincense and myrrh by yourself, 
you weren't much longer traveling with gold and frankincense and myrrh. Do you follow what I'm talking about? <laughs> because even back then, there were certain neighborhoods you didn't go through. Does anybody watch live PD? Okay, you know what I'm talking about. So here these guys are traveling through, and we all know how they were dressed because we've got the pictures, right? You know, they had those beautiful long flowing robes and those pre-pope hats and, the, you know, a lot of purple, and they were, you know, and they were wise. They were probably, you know, was, I, I picture them, Jim, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, that kind of thing, you know, that everything they said just kind of sounded wise, you know. They'd, they'd go to a, a breakfast in the morning, and they'd sit there at Waffle House or Waffle Tent back then, and they'd be sitting there. And, you know, the waitress would come up and said, what would you like to eat? And they would say, the egg, which came firsteth. You know, something like that. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, but, but what they said, you know how some people say things that it just sounds smarter than me. You know what I'm saying? I, I know a lot of those people. <laughs> Verse 11, it says, and when they had come into the house, Okay, so it took them a while to get here, but when they'd come to the place where Jesus was, into the place, the dwelling place, maybe it was, maybe it was a, uh, a, a, a barn structure, we don't know, maybe it was a cave behind the house. Remember, in that day and age, customarily, every Jewish family would have a place somewhere in their house that was for guests. Often it was on the rooftop, they would have a, a place that would have just a little covering and it would be for travelers and strangers passing through. Why? Because that was the custom of the Jewish faith to prepare for those who did that. We don't know exactly what it looked like. We've got lots of pictures. My neighbor has one set up in his front yard, so I know exactly what it looks like. And, and they had the two hump camels because those are nicer to ride to, okay? Let me just say on a long journey, get the two humps, sit in the middle, okay? Don't, don't, don't save the money and get the single hump. It's way, it's way you can see, but it's not comfortable. <laughs> Verse 11, and they came into the house and saw the young child and Mary his mother, and look at here, they fell down and worshiped him. Kings. Now, now, now we can say, yeah, Mike, but you've got to understand this is Jesus. At this point, it's a baby. At this point, the future is unknown. But kings bow down and worship him. Don't, don't, don't get too far into the, to the gloria, oria, oria, and excelsis deo that you miss the humility of wise men. You know, in this room are some wise men, some wise women, some wise young people. How many of you have, a, a, have an iPhone, right? Anybody got an iPhone or, or, or an Android, or as I like to call it, a cheap imitation? Uh, no, no, no offense. Get right with God. Get an apple. Okay. I know it's original sin. Enjoy it, people. Live in grace. We have more information right here at our fingertips. We, we are walking encyclopedias. My son Coleman, I don't think he's in the room today. Coleman told me he believed within five years we will not need to go to college because everything will be on our wrist right there. Why spend 20 years in school when we can just go, hey Siri, right? You know? <laughs> Cancel, please. Okay, good. 
we all have a, an area that we're wise in. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. We all have an area that we're wise in, don't we? Don't we all have a skill? Everybody in this room has some of you. You might say, I'm not, I, I bet you have a skill. I bet if we look far enough, you, you've got a skill. I, I'll bet you've got a skill that I don't have. Everybody has an area in here in which we are wise. Uh, I, I know a certain lady in the room who's really good at making my dog look amazing. Okay? Um, I've tried. It ain't good. It seems so simple. It's clippers, a cord, and a dog. It doesn't seem like it would be rocket science, but oh, it is. <laughs> she works magic, right? Poof, yeah, poof. <laughs> I'd like to do that with that dog every now and then. Poof, oh, he's gone. What a shame. <laughs> I, I'm going to miss her. Okay. We all have knowledge. But how do we treat that knowledge that we have? Do we walk around with the pride of knowledge? Or do we walk with the humility of knowledge? There's, there's two different ways you can walk. You can walk humbly or you can walk pridefully. We, we can walk grateful that we have knowledge and can use it to help people. Or we can walk around proud that we have knowledge and that makes me better than you. And we see even the wise men, the magi, the three kings, they bow down. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We could talk about those today. We're not going to turn over. Well, but to, just to give you a little, little background, don't turn over here. Esther chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 a uh, little, little understanding of who these guys are. The king said to the wise men who knew the times. These were men who were astrologers. They could tell what was happening by what they saw in the clouds. The men next to him being the seven princes of Persia and Media who saw the king's face and sat first in the kingdom. These seven men clearly magi. All right? Now go over to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 8, if you can. Matthew, Mark, Luke, checking, it's still number 3. Has anyone here been to Roswell, New Mexico? <laughs> I have a couple of times. Delightful place. I was abducted there once. Isn't it funny how when you say you were abducted, people laugh? <laughs> people don't go, oh, tell me about that. I want to hear about that. You just say you're abducted, and you immediately see me standing in front of an Airstream camper in the middle of the desert, right? <laughs> going, yep, I was abducted. I was gone for 12 days and came back, and my hair hadn't grown a bit right there. <laughs> Oh, excuse me, I guess I ought to put a shirt on since you're here. <laughs> you too, honey. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? That's what you picture, right? We, we don't have a lot of respect. I'm sorry. If you, please, please forgive me. If you have seen a UFO, yours was real. Okay, but I'm just saying. 
In general, we don't have, we, is, am I the only one, okay, when I, people go, yep, I saw a UFO. Is it, we've all seen a UFO, okay? You look in the sky, you see a satellite, those blinking lights up there, okay? Those are satellites right there. You know, they're, I don't know whose satellite they are, it's an unidentified flying object up there, right there, okay? But you know what I'm talking about. People who've seen UFOs, we kind of look at them as, oh, that's nice, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope you told somebody about it. Oh, that's getting really bad. I hear there's a lot of them nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can see UFOs all the time now. In fact, when, when we're flying sometimes and we're coming in at night, I will watch down as we're landing and I will see drones around the city where people are flying drones over. I mean, that's normal. And I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not really new. I, I, let me take you back. Are you ready? Ezekiel saw a wheel. Way up in the middle of the air, Ezekiel saw a wheel. Anybody? Way in the middle of the air, big wheel run by faith. Oh, glory, little wheel run by the grace of God. Thank you, Lynette. I'm just going to talk to you. You remember that. Does anybody remember that song? No. Does anybody remember the Bible story of the song? No, we, we don't have that either. Let's move along. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them. Woo! This wasn't a normal happening. This wasn't a, ah, here comes the angel again. (laughs) Quick, get everybody out of the airstream. The angel's coming. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said unto them, don't be afraid. That seems to be a popular angelic line. I bring to you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, Nazareth, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Verse 12, this will be a sign unto you. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Swaddling clothes, one of those little burrito wraps. Remember, I learned to do that with my kids, that burrito wrap. You wrap them up, look like something from Chipotle or something like that right there. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared. All of a sudden, it went from one UFO to bunches of UFOs appeared with the angel praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace on those whose favor, his favor rests. Verse 15, and when the angels had gone and left them into the heavens, the shepherds said one to another, did you see that? No. Me neither. (laughs) UFOs are one of those things you don't, don't, even if you see it, you don't say you saw it. How's it going to look? You run down to the ledger and go, last night I saw a UFO. How's that going to do? Let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about it. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the babe who was lying in a manger. Glad for the Oxford comma there. Verse 17. When they had seen him, they spread word concerning about what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said unto them. 
I don't think this is a stretch here because I know people. The risk of telling this story was big. The risk of people going, shepherds are drinking again, was big. The risk of people going, they're insane. Do you see the risk to their status? Oh, Mike, but they were just shepherds. I don't care who you are or what level you are. We all have a degree of who we are. And the shepherds humbled themselves. The shepherds returned, verse 20, glorifying God and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which they had been told. So today, the humility of Mary I knew it was me. I deserved it. I've worked hard at being who I am. I've studied the scripture. The boys aren't the only ones who, who memorized the first five books of the Bible. I did too. I am woman, hear me roar. I am so dated. I am so dated. Sorry, young people. I got nothing for you. Nothing. The humility of Joseph. Not me, I'm gonna do, not going to do this. I'd be humiliated as, 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 a, as a spouse, as a, as a boyfriend. The humility of kings. The kings got down on their knees. Wow. The humility of the shepherds risking it all. What can we take away today? Humility. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but he gives enlightenment to the humble, vision to the humble. He gives experiences to the humble that the proud will only make up and pretend to be and send pictures of where they've been while the others will experience God. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11 says this. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature of God. Woo! <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't stop with the four major characters of the nativity. Who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Verse 7, rather Jesus made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. That's what we got to do. You have to humble yourselves. We have to choose to be humble. Sometimes we have to choose, no offense, Sean, you, 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 nice introduction, but we have to choose just to not tell people who we are. I struggle with that sometimes. I'll be honest with you. 
I, 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 you know, people be talking to me, and I'm going to go, I know about that. I'm an expert on that. I'm going to talk about that. You want to talk about that? I'm going to tell you about that. Let me show you some. But he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even a death on the cross. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. He's going to take every verse in the Bible. Won't leave nothing left for pastor next week. Philippians chapter 2. Mm. Mm. Do nothing from selfishness and empty conceit, but with humility of mind. Humility of mind. I want a humble mind. I I want that to be who I am, a humble mind. I want to get to the place where I don't have to work at it every day. Go, oh, I've got to be humble. But with humility of mind, listen to this, listen to this. Woo, this is powerful. This is your takeaway. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. That doesn't mean you don't need to go on a green light. Okay, I'm just bringing that. But with humility of mind. Verse 4 drives it home. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Let me read one more. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. He could have ascended to heaven. He could have ascended from heaven. But Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah himself, Jesus, the one we sing about, the, the one the, the wise men got down on their knees, the one, ones that, they, that the shepherds risk losing their job from their employers, the, the one that, that Joseph risked his reputation, the one that Mary risked being stoned for, Jesus himself humbled himself, came in the weakness of a baby. What does that say to us? Humble yourselves, church, people. Let's be the humble. Let's be those that are loving. Let's be the ones that are not quick to shout out judgments, but are quick to shout out love. Now, in closing today, There's one final humility that I want to talk about. It's that humility for all of us of what are we going to do with Jesus. Because as I always like to get down to when Jesus talks about what are the most important things, he says how we live with man and how we live with God, right? So so we got to today, we got to talk about Jim, you and I, humility between each other, But where am I with God? What are we going to do with Jesus? 
I want to suggest today that today would be a wonderful day for you to say, like Mary, whatever you want, be it unto me. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I trust you. You made man. You know how man can have a good life. I trust you. I I, I want you today to choose to say, like Joseph, let him laugh. Woo. Let him laugh. I'll take Jesus. I'll take Jesus. I'll take Jesus. See, that's, that's the baptism. That's the demonstration, Lynette, before mankind, that I believe, I believe. I want you to be today like the wise men who maybe for the first time ever you say, I bow to a higher authority. We're in a world where we're all little gods, aren't we? And we know our way. But where we stop and we realize that with all of our knowledge, we don't have enough knowledge to make it out of this life. You know that. Learned it this week more than any other time. And I've done it too. And there comes to a point when you realize it does not make any difference how smart we are or how connected we are or how good our insurance is. It's up to him. And when we acknowledge that, that's, that's the step of salvation. And I want you to be like the shepherds today who say, you know what? I'm going to tell others what I've done. I'm going to tell others what what I've heard, I'm going to tell others about this gift. Bow your heads with me today. Let's pray together. Maybe you're here today and you would say, um, you know, Mike, I know the Christmas story. I know the stuff, but the real Christmas story that Jesus is not in my heart. I'm still trying to live my own way. I want to tell you that today, Just bow your heads and close your eyes for a second. There's nothing special about bowing your head. There's nothing special about closing your eyes, but it's just so that you can have just a a minute of focus within yourself and not focusing on me. And I'm not looking at you. You're not looking at me. And you're just, just you. Do you really have Jesus in your heart? I want you to have Jesus in your heart. I want you to have his life. Mike, I'm not ready to give it all. I'm not either. But what I have today, I want to say to him, God, I give it to you. He's still working on me. He's still changing me. He's still interrupting my plans, and I'm still fighting him for years. But today, right there where you're at, would you just whisper a prayer to the Heavenly Father? Would you say, God, I bow to your son, Jesus. I bow to his teaching. I bow to his will. I bow to his word. Give me a life worth having. If you'll do that, you can start a brand new life. We want to know about it. 
We want to be able to follow up with you. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If today, if you're in that position and you said, you know, I, I prayed and asked Jesus right there, I said those words to God, or I really want to know for sure that I'm saved, just slip up your hand so I can pray for you. I'll, I'll, just slip up your hand, put it right back down. Slip it up, put it down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Father, people who have acknowledged today, they want to know for sure. If you want to know for sure today, maybe you raised your hand. Maybe you didn't. Talk to God. Again, he listens. Tell him you give him your life. Just say, God, I give you my life. Forgive me. I've chased the wrong direction. Forgive me. I want a real life. I want a good life. Come into my heart. Save me for my sake in Jesus' name. If you'll do that, we believe that that moment right there, that was the start, the seed plant of your life. We want you to get involved in a good church where you can grow and be discipled in Jesus. Let me pray and I'll turn it over to the pastor. Merciful God, we confess that often we find darkness more comfortable than light. We confess that we find your good news frightening and unsettling, especially when we consider its demands as well as its promises. We confess that Christmas has become more to us than the birthday of Christ partly because we do not want a Christ child in our lives or in our world many times. Forgive us, break us, bend us, remake us. Give us the courage to lay ourselves open to the wonder and healing of your coming. Be born again into our world, be born again into our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.